The John Morris Show, episode 156. The John Morris Show. Your life on code. Ladies and gentlemen, John Morris. Hey everybody, welcome back to The John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. This episode, I got three things for you. First, I'm going to talk about a comment I got over on YouTube. The gist of what was said being, if you don't know C-sharp, then you're not a real web developer. So we're going to get into that. Also, a story from my childhood and why I will never shower with horses again and what that has to do with web development. And then I also want to tell you what my first web design, web development client gave me and how that applies to you and your career. So let's get into this. So the first uh, the first thing I want to talk about, if you don't know C Sharp, you're not a real web developer, comes from a comment over on YouTube. And so this comment comes from Jason. And Jason says, what about learning about data structures, good object-oriented design, database design, working with other students and teams? Any decent computer science graduate can pick up HTML, CSS, JavaScript with no problem. Plus, and this is the 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 real kicker here, Plus, if you want to be an actual web developer, you need, in all caps, <laughs> to know Java slash C Sharp, since that is what runs on the server. Most people who complain that they don't learn anything in a CS program have dropped out before the important stuff has even been taught. Don't listen to a quitter. Now, I'd like to know how he knows that. Like, when you say most, what's... What's the percentage? Is that 50%? Is that 60%? Is that 70%? What's what, what's that exact number and where, where does that research come from? Or are you just pulling that out of thin air? Are you just making it up and trying to state something as if it's fact when it's just completely made up in your own head? But more to the point of what he said, yes, definitely, you should learn Java and C Sharp. That is a total must for web developers. I mean, every web developer has to write their own PHP engine. I mean, if you're you're a total noob, if you can't do that. Hell, as a matter of fact, we should all learn binary while we're at it. I mean, if you don't know binary, you're a total noob too. You see how this kind of works? They make up these completely arbitrary standards based on what? What exactly? Their feelings? then they insult you if you don't meet them. So let me be blunt. It is absolutely insane to say that you need to know Java and C Sharp to be an actual web developer, since that's what runs on the server. So does that mean that in order to use Windows, you have to know how to write your own OS? Or to drive a car, you need to be able to rebuild an engine? Or to even use a computer, you have to be able to build your own chip. It's stupid. And I'll say this. I've been at this for 12 plus years. I get this is totally anecdotal, but take it for what it's worth. I've been doing this for 12 plus years. I bet there's a lot of other developers out there who've been doing this for a really long time and don't know a lick of Java. I don't. Don't know any C Sharp. And it has never been anywhere close to an issue. I mean, think about it for a second. Seriously, could you imagine a client saying to you, 
Hey there, John. Your portfolio looks great. I want to hire you to build my membership site. But before I do, I got to ask, do you know C-sharp? Because if you don't, I think I'm going to have to pass. Or an employer. Is there any employer out there that when hiring for a PHP developer also requires that they know C-sharp? Maybe. I guess it's possible. But do the majority? No. It won't be anywhere on there. So this is you just have to ignore these geniuses. What this is, is this guy probably has a CS degree. And he's mad because I'm not genuflecting to his credentials and his genius. And he's just commenting, commenting emotionally, getting his anger out. You do not need to learn Java or C Sharp to be a web developer. Now, that said, there are skills you do need to learn. And that, to me, is the trick here and why this is so important and why I keep bringing it up. Because this is how you dramatically reduce the time it takes for you to start doing this full time by ignoring the people who say that kind of silly nonsense and all the advice from these internet Einsteins and focusing on the most important, most fundamental skills you have to know. Above and beyond everything else, that's what matters. Now, I want to kind of move into talking about the story from my childhood. But before I do that, by the way, this is what makes the complete web developer course by Rob Percival so great. It is the fundamentals. It's HTML, it's CSS, it's JavaScript, jQuery, PHP, MySQL, Python, WordPress, APIs, and mobile apps. All in one course. It's all right there, <laughs> laid out there for you to learn. So you don't have to scour Google looking for a bunch of tutorials from 12-year-olds. No wondering if you're learning the right stuff. No forum Einstein telling you you need to learn C-sharp. It's just the straight dope. And right now, I have a discount link that you can get a significant discount on the course. Normally, it runs 200 bucks, But I think the discount right now that I've got for you is upwards of 70 75% or more. So if, if you want to do this, then head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash CWDC. Now, yes, that is an affiliate link. I'll earn a small commission if you purchase the course through that link. But you're also going to get the huge discount. And there's 30,000 plus courses on Udemy. I'm an affiliate for all of them. I could recommend any course that I want. I'm an affiliate for other training programs and stuff. But yet, this is the one that I find myself recommending so often. Why? Because I actually believe that it's a really great course for you. It's like a college degree or, or what a web development degree would be if they offered them in college actual web development degrees. It's like that all in, in one course. And it's not $10,000, $100,000. Know, it's 200 bucks at most. And right now, even much, much less than that. So, again, if you want to do that, johnmorrisonline.com slash CWDC. Or you can go learn C Sharp, I guess. All right. Moving on. So I want to talk about this uh, story from my childhood. And this was a part of a newsletter I sent out the other day. 
And the subject line was, I'll never shower with horses again, which I know sounds a little eh, but there's a point here. So growing up, we couldn't even keep the water on. Now, I remember this clear as day. It was very embarrassing and it was exhausting, to be honest. Every day before school, two of my brothers that were still, I have five brothers, two of them when this was going on. Um, and it wasn't the whole, my whole childhood, but this happened for a significant period of time. Um, so my two brothers, one of my older brothers and my little brother and I, we would have to load up in my mom's car and we would drive to her work and she worked at a veterinary, veterinary clinic and we would take showers there in the animal showers because we were broke and we couldn't pay our bills. Now I can't blame my parents a hundred percent. I used to, but, uh, as an adult now with my own kids, I have a better perspective on it. So I can't blame them a hundred percent. My dad didn't plan to get in a car wreck. He didn't plan on becoming paralyzed. My mom didn't plan on going from being a housewife to our sole breadwinner. So they didn't plan any of that. None of that was a part of, of what they envisioned. So when it happened, they did the best they could after that. But that is kind of the point. Lots of things happen that we don't plan for. In any moment, something devastating can happen and your world can get turned upside down in the blink of an eye, just like my family's did. And it can ruin your life if you're not prepared. So while I don't blame my parents, showering with the horses still sucked. So I guess that's a big part of why I'm in IT. Being a web developer is about as catastrophe resistant an industry or job as you can get. I mean, short of being a vegetable, I could lose three of my limbs as long as I still have one hand and I can type, I can punch keys on a keyboard, I'm good. And I want that kind of control, that kind of stability, so that my kids never go through what I did. Even if the unthinkable happens. Now, I would guess that you are probably the same. And here's the thing. Here's the, the point I want you to get from this. is a, a little bit of a sense of urgency. Because I sense sometimes people lack this. Because time is a-wasting. Now, I know, I know. That's the whole urgency. Oh my God, the sky is falling. But for myself, I think about this every single day. I have this kind of spidey sense that goes off whenever I feel like I'm in a compromising position. And I don't like to rely on one job or one client or one anything too much. I'm always trying to make sure that I'm positioned for disaster. I get fired, a company goes belly up that I work for, a client moves on, something, you know, God forbid, something tragic happens to me. I can adapt. I can continue to provide for my family. That's, above all, what's most important to me, what drives everything that I do. But to do that, you just have to have the skills down. You can't adapt if you don't have your coding skills locked down. Which is why I don't understand people who do things the hard way. Because every moment that passes, in my mind, is a risk. If you're out of position, if you're overextended, every moment that passes is a risk. And things could happen at any moment. So why waste time? 
doing things the hard way when it comes to learning how to code. Why spend an extra second searching Google trying to find up-to-date tutorials when you could be using that time actually learning? Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because of my childhood, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. And the poorer you are, I often get this from people, though, well, I have no money. I don't have the 10 bucks or this, that. Well, the poorer you are, the more at risk you are. That's the crazy thing about this. It's often those who need to worry about this the most who are most resistant to spending a dime learning to code, who are the ultra everything's got to be free people. Now, I get it. I've been dirt poor. But I always, I mean, I I could afford could have afforded 10 bucks to take something that was going could have the potential to completely change my life and it was legit i was going to learn real skills it wasn't some you know <laughs> some some make money with a real estate scam or something like that this is actually learning actual skills for an industry i know actually exists etc so it's often those people who again are at the most risk who ignore ignore this advice the most and if that's you i think you're underestimating how valuable your time is and how at risk you are and it's often not just your life you're risking it's a it's kids it's a spouse it's some family member friend etc other people rely on you i'm sure so i don't know it it just seems like too much of a risk to me just waste a lot of time learning this stuff. You should take the absolute fastest path you, path you can find. Make smart decisions. I'm not saying invest in everything that you come across, but make smart decisions and and don't be afraid to invest a little bit in your future. Why people would go spend 10 grand or 100 grand at a call getting a college degree versus 10 or 15 or 20 or even 200 Taking something where you actually learn those specific skills, it just baffles me. Anyway, I'll let that go. But for me, and the thing that I want you to keep in mind is every moment that passes that you're out of position, you always got to be aware of if you're overextended, if you're too reliant on one thing. And and understand that time is constantly ticking and at any moment something could happen. And for me, I will never let myself get in a position or I'll fight tooth and nail, do everything I can to get in a position where even if catastrophe strikes, I'm prepared. So that's my way of saying I'll never shower with horses again. (laughs) All right. Last one here then is I want to talk about what my first web design client gave me. And I remember when this happened, I, I was baffled. I couldn't believe it actually happened. Now, I hadn't been on Elance all that long, and I had timidly kind of submitted a few proposals, assuming no one was going to respond and that nothing would come of it. But lo and behold, I did. I had someone respond. And eventually, they hired me at $25 an hour, which is insanely low for we- for freelance web development, I now know. But it was more than I had ever made in my life. And it was like a bomb went off in my head. All the doubts, all the fears, all the sneaky little lies that I had told myself that kept me from putting myself out there, from actually going and doing this, they just evaporated in an instant. And once I finally saw that I can actually do this 
everything changed. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Imagine if that was you. How would that change your life? How much better would things be? Could you be someone who becomes that goal of a six-figure freelancer? Now, I know all that sounds a little bit kind of hypey, pipe dreamy. Like, yeah, right. But consider this. By 2020, there will be 3.8 million independent contractors making $100,000 a year, according to a report from MBO Partners, which is a self-employed service provider. And they kind of study this kind of thing because it's their business. Now, in 2015, if you don't believe, if you don't like projections, in 2015, there were already 2.9 million independent contractors doing exactly that, making $100,000 a year or more, which is about 16% of all independent contractors. So that's nearly one in five. So you can say pipe dream, but what I think is, uh, but a lot of people, if that's the case, a lot of people are on the pipe. Now, what I think is important here is how. What do those freelancers know that maybe you don't? Or what are they doing that maybe you're not? Well, as one, I can tell you it's a few things. But there are two things that are more important than any of the others. First is simply believing that you can do it. Now, I know. Bust out the peace pipe and let's all talk about our feelings. But it's true. Not believing is where fear comes from. And it stops you from taking action. And nothing happens without action. And it's belief. That's what my first client gave me. And making a leap of faith is really the only way to get there. I want to reiterate that point. I had no context for for putting myself out there as a freelancer and doing that. I there there was no there was no step this step this step that I could do this. It was all completely a leap of faith. And I think that's at some level true for anybody. Maybe my kids who've seen me do it and you know I can really just kind of walk them through everything. Maybe they'll have some more context for 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 knowing how to do that kind of thing if they eventually want to. But for a lot of people, there's just there's no way around it. You're going to have to make a leap of faith. You're going to have to take that try and get that first client. You're going to have to apply for that first job knowing that you're going in blind, that you're going in dark. You're not going to get to a point where you feel comfortable doing it, where you feel confident doing it. You just have to do it despite the fact that you're terrified. That's what I had to do. And when you get that first client, you see they'll actually pay you money for your services and you can actually deliver on it. It just, it, like I said, it's like a bomb going off. It changes everything. It evaporates all the doubt and the fear, which is why I harp constantly on that being one of the first things that you do. That look look to get clients sooner than you're comf- you feel like you can, than you're comfortable with, because you'll always feel uncomfortable that first time. The second thing is realizing it's just a skill. It's like learning how to ride a wow loop. The first time you'll probably crash your computer or crash your browser, but eventually you will figure it out. If you keep working at it, keep being persistent, keep trying to learn, you'll figure out how to do it. And what that means is that you can learn how to do it. The fact that it's a skill means it can be learned. 
You don't need to be a natural. I'm not. You don't need to sell your soul or any of that dramatic nonsense that people say. You just learn the skills, the simple things that matter, and then you do it. But it also means you can learn it, but it also means you have to learn it. You're not just going to be able to do it naturally. It's not just going to happen. Six figures won't just fall in your lap. There's stuff to do and a right way to do it. And just like missing a semicolon in your code, some of the small details really matter. The things that might take you years to figure out on your own. Things that wouldn't immediately seem to matter to you do. But when it comes together, things take off. Anyway, like I say about learning how to write code, there's a hard way and an easy way to do this. There are people out there who've been through all of this, know all those little details, and will teach them to you. Or you can suffer through it on your own. But how much longer will it take? What things might you never learn? That will always limit your potential. That's something to consider when you're thinking about this. Now, if you want to do things the easy way, then I want to recommend that you check out the Guide to Becoming an Upwork Freelance Superstar in 2017 by Tim Holloway. Now, Tim is one of Upwork's top-rated freelancers and works full-time as a freelancer, so he knows this stuff. His course will show you everything you need to know. And again, right now I have a special discount link for you for that. So you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash upworkclass. That's all one word, upworkclass, to get that special link. But don't take my word for it. Here's what some of Tim's students have said. So this is from Tajjar. It says, having gone through 80% of this course so far, what I'm really appreciating is that Tim is speaking from experience as opposed to running through a standard feature list or passing on any form of secondhand information. Although I have extensive professional work experience, I'm completely new to Upwork, so I love how effortless this course is making it to fill in the blanks between getting my experience to work getting my experience to work on Upwork. I would say for anyone considering this course, I would say go for it. Definitely worth every cent you'll spend. And then there's Stan who says Great and well-presented course. It lays out exactly what steps to take with clear examples. This helps me a lot on starting on Upwork. I definitely recommend it to people looking to start on Upwork. And from Akisha, I'm new to Upwork. The course is really what I needed to get started. The examples were spot on. I look forward to landing my first client. So as you can see, if freelancing is something that you want to do, which for me, I always have to like to have a little bit of that element of freelancing. I you know, have worked for people. I have my own courses, as you know. I do this sort of thing here, but I always like to have at least the option of knowing how to go in and get freelance clients if I need to, because these are bigger ticket type items. So, if for some reason you need to make a good chunk of change, or you want to make a good chunk of change, and you know how to go in and get a client, get paid well for it deliver and then you don't have to necessarily do that constantly or if you do want to do that constantly it's always good to know how to do this you always have that option available if something falls apart maybe you're working for a company and you lose your job 
Well, if you know how to freelance, that's not so scary. You're not necessarily going to freelance forever. But while you're applying at other places and going through the hiring process, you can also take a client or two, make a few thousand dollars to tide you over until you're able to get get a new job if that's what you enjoy doing. Or if you're someone who's you know selling an application and maybe sales are down, well, you can always jump back and take a freelance client. If you, so it's, oh, it's just always good to have that there and be able to do that. So if that's something that you want to add to your tool set, again, I recommend the course. Again, I have a discount link for you, uh, johnmorrisonline.com slash Upwork class. Again, yes, that's affiliate link. So you'll be supporting the show along with getting the discount. Again, I don't recommend every single course over on Udemy. There's plenty over there that I would not recommend. So the fact that I'm recommending this this course uh, means that I've actually taken a look at it, what's said, what he goes through inside of it. And I just think that it's the thing that you need to get going over there. It's going to show you kind of, again, the fundamentals that you need to learn. All right. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash Upwork class. All right. That'll do it for this show. Hopefully you, you learned something. Hopefully you found some resources that'll help you take your career even further uh, than where you're at now. If you like the show, be sure to hit the like button so they know that you liked it. If you're not subscribed yet, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash podcast or johnmorrisonline.com slash YouTube depending if you're listening to the podcast or watching this on YouTube, how you want to subscribe for the podcast. It's on Android. It's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. You'll see all of that, all the links for that stuff over there. You can subscribe. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.